Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. into the shadows. Yes, I know the nameless terrors of which they dare not speak. Yes, it's time for another strange tale by The Whistler. Tonight, Lucky Night. Cities are noisy, sprawling things, tentacles with streets and avenues, scarred by towers and ditches, built of shacks and mansions. They combine the beautiful and the ugly. And the people of the cities are as diverse and varied as the buildings, rich and poor, educated and ignorant, the hurrying, scuffling, pushing mob that makes a city live. They are the principles in a million stories enacted every day in the city streets and its buildings. Here, for example, is the beginning of one. A man running down a street in the cheap section of the city just after nightfall. He darts across a narrow street without looking, comes to the intersection of a street and alley just as a car turns the corner. You hit him. How bad? Ted. What are we going to do? Do? Get out of here. Drag him in that alley. But he's dead. That's it. You have hurt me. Drag him in that alley and let's get out of here. the beginning of a story. A very important story to Mr. and Mrs. Craig, Albert and Carolyn. Two lovely people who run a boarding house a few blocks away. It's a vital story to them because it involves money. And anything that involves money is more important than life itself to Mr. and Mrs. Craig. You've got to go up and see Mr. Sedgwick right this minute. Because he ain't paid his rent for next week. Well... He's a new boarder, and it's best we show him right off that we ain't going to put up with that rent. It'd be a lot better if we could get that Mr. Sedgwick out of here. I don't like the looks of him. Besides, he burns the electric a lot at night. Well, it's getting so two honest people ain't able to run a decent, respectable place no more. Uh, Anyhow, you go right up and see that, Mr. Sedgwick. And if he ain't got the money, out he goes. I don't like the way he looks at me, Karen. Hmm? has got a funny way of looking at people. Yeah. But that ain't got nothing to do with the rent. And you tell him that he ain't to put no more big bulbs in the fixtures. Why, it ain't right. It... Who's there? Your star boarder and favorite thespian, Mr. Campion. Good evening, Albert. Carolyn. 
You ain't to call us by our first name. Now, I told you that. A friendly gesture on my part, Mr. Craig. But I didn't descend into these charming quarters of yours to discuss the amenities of nomenclature. Oh, you stop that fancy theater actor talk. And don't bring that cigarette in here. You ain't been smoking in bed. No, but it's an idea. At least the feeble glow would provide more light than the ceiling fixture. You complaining again? Now, you looky here, Mr. Uppity Campion. You're getting a good room and a reasonable rent. There ain't many boarding houses in the city. No, you're right. There aren't many boarding houses in the city where the boarders have to race home at night to make sure they can get their evening paper. Or where the owners get up at four in the morning to steal the cream off the milk. Are you calling us thieves? No, I don't think so, Mrs. Craig. I'd have to qualify that. Sneak thieves, I should say. You... Oh, stop it. Let's not argue about it. What about the hot plate in my room? What's the matter with it? It belies its name, Mr. Craig. It's no longer a hot plate. It has become a refrigerator. You broke it. In the passage of time, sweet Carolyn, mechanical and electrical appliances get out of order. But we can't get parts, Mr. Campion. All right. Let's go to something else. The bedspread, for example. What's the matter with it? It has become one of the most exciting games I've ever played. To find a spot on the spread free from holes. Yeah. It embarrasses me when I have guests. We can't afford a new one, Mr. Campion. Well, we shall forget about the bedspread and take up the subject of uh, the ceiling fixture. That ain't broke. Well, not exactly, but it certainly is eccentric. It goes on and off, Mr. Craig, like a lighthouse. No human hands touch it, yet it flashes ambitiously and energetically. Uh, you keep finding fault with everything. Oh, I'm not alone, friend Craig. I'm not alone. I heard Miss Waverley complaining earlier tonight about her sink. It's her fault. She combs her hair over it, and the hair falls in and blocks the drain. Yeah. I... <laughs> I give up. Such slippery and adroit excuse-making is beyond my power of refutation. What's that? Oh, nothing, nothing at all. Now that I have registered my complaint, I shall retire to the damp chill of the crypt I occupy, and for which I pay $68 a month. If you don't like it, you can get out. That, Mrs. Craig, is a lie which becomes you well. Good night. <laughs> Young puppy, for two cents I need... Such extravagance. And from you of all people, Albert. Mm-hmm. Good night. Well, Albert, as soon as we can, we'll put him out. No, 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 Carolyn. It might be hard to rent that room. And he does pay regular. Well, oh, yes, Mr. Sedgwick. Huh? Yes, you go right up there and get the money from Mr. Sedgwick. Well, now, Carolyn, maybe he'll bring it down. The night ain't over yet. You're scared of him. I don't like the way he looks at me. Uh, we'll both go. All right. There goes that Miss Barton, turning on the water again to wash her hair. Yeah. Miss Barton, you close off that water good and don't use too much. Yeah, she knows all right, her being a day behind with her rent. Mr. Sedgwick? Mr. Sedgwick? Your lovely knuckles, Carolyn. You'll skin them. You keep quiet. Wouldn't you rather I told you that Mr. Sedgwick went out? How do you know? He went out the front door some time ago. Now go away and stop pounding. I have work to do. (laughs) 
I'd like to slap that smart alecky Mr. Campion's face for him. Just because he's an actor. He oh, seems to be... Oh, never mind, Carol. Never mind. Let's go for our walk. Yes, Mr. and Mrs. Craig. You are a remarkable couple. You do take the cream from the milk. And you do read the newspapers before the boarders get home to save a couple of pennies. And now you go for your walk. Not for exercise, though. It's to save electric light bills. Every night it's the same. Down the same street, past the warehouse, over to the brewery and along the street running through the wholesale district. Until you finally get sleepy and turn homeward. Albert, if that smart Mr. Campion tells you that he ain't using electric light in that lamp he bought, he's lying. Yeah, we could just catch him at it. He ain't got enough light in his room. He don't need no more lamps. Cost us money to put up with him. That's right, Albert. <sighs> money, money. We always got trouble. Wait, wait. Wait a minute. That's a man laying there. <laughs> Drunk, most likely. That's right. Honest people have to slave for their money and some no good like this drinks it up and then... I don't smell no liquor. Uh, maybe... I'm going to look closer. Keep away from him, Albert. Maybe it's a trap. He might be a hold-up. Karen! It's Mr. Sedgwick. It is. Look. What's the matter with him? He's dead. <gasps> Albert! Yeah. Looks like maybe he got hit by an auto. He... What's that? His pocket. It... It's stuffed with money. And him owing us rent. <laughs> look, Carol, look. It's so, so much. <gasps> Albert, what do you suppose? Ain't, uh, ain't nobody in sight. What are you thinking? Huh? Me? What are you thinking? Nothing. I ain't thinking nothing. Ain't, uh, ain't nobody in sight. But uh, it'd be stealing. Ain't nobody in sight. So much money. Like as not, he'd come by it bad. I, I never did like the way he looked. Like, like one of them gangsters. He wouldn't do no good with it. He owes us rent. It's his kind that spent it on some chorus girls. Uh, you and me, we slaved. Albert, are you going to do it or ain't you? Ain't nobody watching. Ain't nobody saw him before us either. There wouldn't be any money left. Well? Carol, come on, come on, I got it! And now, we return to The Whistler. Taken the money from Mr. Sedgwick, Albert, and Carolyn. But look, isn't someone behind you? Faster. Walk faster. Oh, just a shadow, wasn't it? But you didn't know that, Mr. and Mrs. Craig. That money is heavy in your pocket, isn't it, Albert? Faster now, both of you. Hurry home to hide the money in the mattress. Yes, in the mattress with the rest of your miser's hoard. But uh, faster again. The memory of Mr. Sedgwick lying back there is 
pursuing you, and you've got to get away. Faster now. Faster. Caroline. I locked the door. You didn't lose it, did you, Albert? No, no, I got it right here. Come on, we've got to put it in the mattress for the rest well, of Well, welcome home. Back uh, early, aren't you? Uh, Mr. Campion. Yes, were you expecting someone else? No, we wasn't. What have you been doing, running? No. Why should we be running? You might have heard that nickel I dropped upstairs. You ain't funny, Mr. Campion. I wasn't trying to be funny, Albert. You shut up. Well, what's the matter with you two? Huh? Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Craig, he, he ain't feeling so good. Oh, it does look a little pale around the gills. Someone chasing you? No, nobody chased us. Why'd you ask that? Well, from the way you dashed in here, I thought perhaps you'd uh, robbed a bank or something like that. We're honest people. Well, to a certain extent, yes. Are you calling us thieves again? I explained that once before tonight. You certainly look excited. The only thing that could bring a flush to your careworn cheeks would be money. Perhaps left by a rich uncle? We ain't got any uncles. And that ain't no way to talk, Mr. Campion. Okay, we'll forget it. I'm uh, going for a walk. A walk? Sure, why not? The ceiling fixture gave up the ghost altogether a few minutes ago. Can't work anymore. Uh, Which way are you walking? Does that make any difference? Well, of course not, but it's, uh, it's damp out. Yes, you might catch a chill. Yes. Your solicitude is amazing. Can this be the Crakes? The same people who all winter dole out heat by fractions of degrees? Uh, that, uh, ceiling fixture, Mr. Campion, I got some wire. Uh, maybe we could fix it. Is your name by any chance Scrooge? Huh? What Marley's ghost accosted you along the way and forced you into a recognition of the errors of your ways? Well, well, I... In other words, what the devil happened outside? Well, nothing, nothing. You want that light fixed, don't you? Unless I'm to become a mole, light would be welcome, yes. Well, then you go right along with Mr. Craig, Mr. Campion. Aha! What's your matter? I see. See what? Mr. Craig has the... What have I got? Wire. Wire to fix the ceiling fixture. Uh, Yes. If I help him, it saves the electrician's fee for you. (laughs) You're always poking fun at us. Oh, no, Mrs. Craig. But uh, come along, Albert. Yeah. You and I shall play Stein Metz to the ceiling fixture. And uh, Mrs. Craig. Uh-huh. I should still like to know what encounter brought you two home before sleep deadened your elfin steps and dulled those brilliant minds. You coming, Mr. Campion? Certainly, Mr. Craig, certainly. Uh, uh, Albert, you better leave that package with me. Oh, uh, I forgot. Package? In his coat pocket. Uh, Albert, uh, give it to me. I ain't going to leave you alone with it. Uh, Mr. Campion. Yes, Albert? Uh, there's wire and stuff in the cellar. You get it yourself. Uh, here, here, here. Here's the key to the basement. Wonders, wonders. The key to the crake cellar. And shall I find vintage 1902 or perhaps the skeleton of former boarders? Uh, you, uh... You fix the light, Mr. Campion. If there's anything you need, uh, you can buy it tomorrow. We'll uh, pay you for it. Numb? Absolutely numb, I am. This is the epitome of surprise. Huh? The key to the cellar, an offer of payment by the Crakes, all in one evening? Why, I shall write this to Mr. Ripley. Nay, I shall insist upon another time capsule sunk into the ground to record this event for posterity. You gonna fix it or not? Certainly. Tomorrow may see the Crakes back in usual form. Therefore, tonight I shall gather the golden fruits of whatever... Occasion this munificent behavior. Talks like it. You're a fool. You're a fool, Carolyn. You mentioned packages. There ain't none. I want to see how much is there. Well, we could have counted it later. How do I know you wouldn't have took some for yourself? Ah, uh, you shut up and come on. We'll count it in our room.
you count the money, Mr. and Mrs. Craig. And how much is there? A hundred? Keep counting. Three hundred? Oh, much more. Five hundred, seven, a thousand. Keep counting. Perspiration is beating your forehead. Your hands are damp, sticky. The bills stick to your fingers. Now you reach two thousand. They're all hundreds. One, zero, zero on each one. Two thousand, three, thirty-five hundred, and you're not through yet. Keep counting, counting, your breath hot, your eyes glazed with greed. Ah, now you're finished counting. How much? Five. Five thousand dollars. <laughs> and we found it. We just found it. Yes, we went for a walk and we found it. <laughs> Not so loud. Not so loud. You wake everybody. We're rich. <laughs> Who's there? Champion. Is anything wrong? Uh, no, no, no. Nothing, nothing the matter. But I thought I heard Mrs. Craig. Uh, uh, did you fix the light? Yes, yes, here's the key to the cellar. Well, uh, put it under the door. Put it under the door. Why? Uh, just uh, shove it under. Okay. But are you sure there's nothing wrong? Oh, no, no. Just uh, go to bed. I'm going out for a walk. If anyone calls, I'll be back in half an hour. Albert, he can't go. Maybe he'll go the way we did and see him. Uh, did you hear me? Uh, sure, sure. I, uh, 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 Mr. Campion. Yes? <laughs> it's awful chilly out. Well, if you'll observe closely, Albert, I'm the possessor of an overcoat. A very serviceable Benny, which I feel... Wouldn't you like a nice cup of of tea? I beg your pardon? Well, you like tea, don't you, Mr. Campion? But I don't understand. And tomorrow we'll have a new hot plate for you. Maybe we can pick up one second hand. Mr. and Mrs. Craig, take a close look at me. My name is Campion. I've been living here for six months, during which time you must have seen that I'm not affluent in any way. I have no influence with the governor. I know no politicians or statesmen. What little money I have, I spend for bare necessities. In short, Albert, Carolyn, why are you spreading this soft soap with such a lavish hand? We're willing to let bygones be bygones. No? Well, uh, thanks very much for the offer of tea, but I shall uh, take a walk just the same. He'll go the way we did. I know he will. Now, forget it. Close the door. What if he does? All you'll see is that Sedgwick laying in the alley. We didn't kill him. Anybody could see it was an auto that done it. And Campion don't know about the money. Sedgwick was only here two days. But we got to hide it in case. In the mattress. With the rest of our money. He ain't got time. What if Mr. Campion does know about the money? What if he sees Mr. Sedgwick and comes back here? We ain't got time to open the mattress and close it again. Then what do we do? Uh, Hide it in the fireplace. Uh, Yes, until tomorrow morning. Then what? Then what? Uh, uh, Let's see. When the bank's open, you go clear over to the other side of town. What? If it's a nice day, you can walk. Uh, Change one of the big bills into littler ones. Oh, you're crazy. What good's that going to do? Well, now, let me think. You'll see. Now, now. Oh, yeah. Now, listen. Uh, then go to another bank and put the little bills in the bank account. We ain't got none. You can open one. Uh, maybe do the same thing for a week until all the money is out of here. Ain't nobody knows us on the other side of town. Uh, don't you see? Yeah. Yeah, I see. <laughs> That's a good idea. Uh, and then when we're, uh, we're good and sure nobody else knows about the money, uh, we can take it out of the bank and bring it back here. 
Well, that's smart. That's pretty smart, uh, Curly. I, uh, I bet even Mr. Smarty Pat's Campion couldn't think of nothing like that. <laughs> that's a splendid idea, Albert and Carolyn. Splendid. You hear Mr. Campion come back, go to his room upstairs. He doesn't knock on your door. He says nothing. So you sigh with relief. But you spend a sleepless night just the same. What if he does know and guess it? Then it's morning. You leave the house, Albert, and in your pocket is a hundred-dollar bill. You start for a bank across town, a bank where no one knows you. You reach the bank and give the bill to one of the tellers. He looks at you hard. Is there some suspicion in his glance? Is there, Albert? But he changes the bill and you hurry out. You start for another bank blocks away. But before you get there, a newspaper headline on a newsstand catches your eye. You can't read it all, but two words make you start and turn pale. Bank robbery. You read as much as you can, but your lifelong miserliness doesn't let you spend a nickel just five cents for that paper. Then one phrase strikes your eye. Marked money. Marked money. Now you hurry home. The other bank is forgotten. You should take a taxi, but you don't think of it. Even though fives and tens are clutched in your pocket, the dampness from your hand making them a pulpy mess. And now you're home safe. Hold there. Craig. Well, I, I can't stop now, Mr. Campion. Okay, so you can't stop. But uh, don't you want to know why this policeman is here? Policeman? Where? I'm using the phone down the hall. It seems our good friend, Mr. Sedgwick, has some shady feelings. Yes, you see, there was a... Well, I, I, I gotta go to Carolyn. I, I went out to get some medicine. I'll... Uh... Oh, the law will wait, Mr. Craig. The law will wait. Carolyn! Carolyn! Has the policeman gone out? No, he ain't. I saw him coming down the street while I was looking out the window yeah. for you. Why was you gone so No, long? never mind that. What? What? what, what well, he came up the stairs and he rang the bell. Yeah. I couldn't answer the door. I couldn't, Albert. Yeah. So I pretended I wasn't here. Then Mr. Campion came down and... Knocked on our door. Did he hear you? Did he know you was here? Well, I must have made some kind of noise because he talked to me. Yeah. I didn't say nothing, though. Then I heard the policeman and Mr. Campion talking. You tell me what it was he was saying. I couldn't hear it good. I put my ear against the door, but I couldn't hear nothing but no talk. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was for. That's what it's for. Uh, what are you saying? Where's the rest of the money? Well, it's still in the fireplace. How are they going to arrest us, Albert? How are they going to arrest us for taking money from Mr. Sedgwick? Well, that paper said it was Mark. The bandits took Mark money from the bank. The bandits? The serial numbers was all rolled down. Now we got the Mark money. That Mr. Sedgwick was a crook. Oh, we got to give it back. You're crazy. Then we got to tell the police we stole off Sedgwick. No. No, we got to get rid of the money. Albert, what are you doing? Burning it. <laughs> no, I go my arm. <laughs> Yeah, tell her at the bank. He looked funny at me. Uh, you it took me bank. 20 minutes to get back here. No. He told the police before I got back. You're burning it. You're burning it. You shut up. Oh, it's all burning up. Shut up. Oh. You didn't have to. You didn't have to hit me. a policeman. No. Policeman. No. No. You go keep him away. No. The money's nearly gone. Then he can come in. Quiet. Quiet. Don't stand there like a fish. Quiet. Champion with a stout minion of the law. Name of, uh, who says his name is McCarthy. Just a couple of seconds more. Just a couple of seconds. Well, I, I ain't dressed. Oh, come, come, Mrs. Craig. It's after ten. 
You were up early this morning. I heard you. It's all burnt, Captain. You can let him in. In just a moment, the Whistler will return with the strange ending of tonight's story. And now, we return to The Whistler. Well, Albert and Carolyn, it was just too good to be true, wasn't it? You thought it was your lucky night. Let your good friend, Mr. Sedgwick, lying dead in the alley would turn out to be a profitable investment after all. But there were too many things you didn't know. Too many strings attached to that $5,000. That's why you're relieved now as you watch the last of it smolder in the grate after admitting Officer McCarthy and Mr. Campy. What's that, Officer? What about Mr. Sedgwick? Well, when we found his body lying there in the alley, we had to find out where he was staying. That's why I'm here. You say he's been living here? Only for two days. Oh, we didn't know nothing about him. Sure, and no honest folks would. Him with a record a yard long and more aliases than you could shake a stick at. As soon as I read about the bank robbery, I said to Carolyn, that Sedgwick is the kind of man who who looks like a robber. Sedgwick? Robber? Isn't that right, McCarthy? Lord, no, Mr. Campion. Small stuff was Sedgwick's line. Sneak thieving. The bank robbery's been cleared up and all the money's recovered. No, that's not right. It's all in the morning papers. Well, the Craigs never buy newspapers, Miss McCarthy. The papers cost a nickel. But I read, I saw... Did you read the paper? Well, I couldn't read it all, only what I could see. But... <laughs> well, typical Craig action. Peek over and read as much as possible on the newsstand. Or over his shoulder. But Sedgwick, he, he had $5,000. 5000 how do you know? He had it. We know. Not a penny on him when we found him. Oh. Oh, that night you came in, excited, out of breath. Oh, no, this is too much. McCarthy, Sedgwick was a sneak thief? He was. Albert, <sighs> Carolyn, did you keep your money in your room here? Did you? Oh, the mattress. <laughs> It's been slit open. You, you burned our money. You fool. You burned our money. <laughs> What's she talking about? <laughs> well, briefly, Miss McCarthy, poetic justice.